On the County Life podcast this week, Chris Ridgway has as his guest Sam Byrne, the county reporter on the Stockport Express. Chris also has a fascinating kick-up challenge with Gary Stopforth, all in aid of Remembrance Day. First up, Chris Ridgway caught up with manager Jim Gannon back at Edgeley Park after training on Thursday night. Well, Jim, it's Thursday evening. We're back from training. Start where we always do. Do you want to just break down the performance against FC last week? Yeah, I was really pleased with the result. Um, as I said before and after the game, that it wasn't really a game where we need a lot of motivation. Uh, looking at the season, I think we feel we've underachieved a little bit. Um, we didn't get out of the Kidderminster game what we deserved. And then when you look, reflect then on the FC United FA Cup, there was a lot of lot of reasons why we wanted to put in a, a really good performance. And I'm, I'm really pleased, professional and, and well worthy of a, what was a, a really good home win. There was performances all over the park we could pick over. And obviously there was going to be a lot of reference to the Cup game that was just a, a few weeks before. But... Because the team showed such resilience and able to get over the challenge, does that put that to bed now, what happened in the Cup? Can we just focus on the league now and move forward? Yeah, I think um, we all we all like the, the excitement of the Cup. and um, But I'm looking at last year, what we achieved in the Cup, and it raised a few quid for the club. And But I look at, I always think about how it took a few points away from us. And um, if you ask me whether, if I had a choice at the start of the season, whether to have, uh, take the league points off FC or, or beat them in the FA Cup and get through. Um, mm. I would have perhaps uh, steered towards those extra three or four points in the in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, so I forget about the the FA Cup. You just you soon forget and you move on to the next game. And the challenge for our players now is to is to get back to back wins because um, we we we've shown we're a good side. Now we need to show that you know we're a consistent side. So our last away game we did really well. We were very professional in the game before that, so we seem to have turned around the away performances. So it'd be nice for us to build on this home win with an away win, and then obviously people can start talking about us being contenders for the playoffs. Let's pick over some of the performances then from Saturday. The first one I think we're going to start. I think Bowen Dixon really showed why you brought him back into the team. He obviously had a good week, a uh, good game during the week against Cheadle, and probably played on your thoughts when putting him in the squad, and he justified his position. Yeah, I think it's been difficult for Bowen because he was coming into a a period where there was a little bit of, you know, I mean, his debut was a game where we had two players, four players stuck on the mole way and it was a bit, of, and I think he found himself difficult to find his position within the group. But yeah. I think um, I think we, we played him in his best position, which is the 10 um, <clears> against Cheadle. And I think that was a nice confidence builder for him and also a confidence builder for the fans watching him. Um, and I thought he's just built on that with what I felt was a, a really impactful performance against um FC, I think, um, you know, sometimes you get judged on your goals, but his pass for the first goal was excellent, um, and that set us on the way, really. And then he had the flexibility to drop back into a two. He's got a good physical profile. He's got great composure, good pass. So it gives you that creative edge alongside having a, a really good athletic frame. And there was a debut and a goal, of course, for Callum Mantak. Just, just describe to us how he's been and how you thought... His performance was. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great young lad. He's only 19. It um, seems... Physically well developed. I mean, he's um, he's got a good athleticism about him. Um, obviously, he's um, he's got good speed and good speed repeatability. Um, prefers to play wing back or right wing. But um, I thought it was the it was the right game for him to come on. Um, it was a difficult choice because initially I was considering Sam Walker, but I thought let's get Callum on. Let's see what he can do on the flank. Um, and you know, I think he had a, a very good performance. Um, great goal. Um, and second half he could have had even more so he created some really good open opportunities for the team 
fantastic ball across the box in the first half for Ben McKenna, which could have been the fourth goal. And then second half, um, you know, he always looked threatening and that's what you want from your white players. One final thing then on the game last Saturday, I thought the defence looked particularly strong. They looked assured whenever anyone came forward. There was there was always a little bit of nervous tension almost uh, when the first goal for FC went in after the half-time break and I thought they really kept their heads well uh, amongst all that maybe fun uneasiness maybe. Yeah, well, I've said... Um... I said at the board report that, you know, I'm a bit concerned with the defence because there's been a lot of individual errors. Um, you know, I'm still sat on a stat that says we've, uh, we've only had one clean sheet in the last 10. Um, and that has been down to individual errors. Um, I was disappointed with the goal we conceded. Um, whether it was a foul or not, you know, Scott's got taken out the game. Mm -hmm. Steve O'Halloran's caught him in no man's land. But credit to FC United, well-worked move, great cross, great finish. And I couldn't really over critical of defence. But the work we've done during the week on defending, uh, filling good areas, working as a unit, um, no mistakes. Um, I certainly felt much more confident with the back four. Um, obviously, we brought Callum in to give us that option at right back. Um, Chris Small is now fully fit. So uh, that's an area of the team that if we can get that solid, um, we can get good energy and protection from Jimmy Ball and, and Gary Stopfer, then... Uh, we know we're a team that can hurt teams on the break and uh, with goals. So, uh, yeah, but I was really pleased with that. I thought all around it was all the aspects that I'd been looking at um, dissipated and we had a, a very professional display. And when we play well and we all do our jobs well, then you're going to get results like that. It's time now to take the momentum on the road, away to Boston, just break down what, what kind of threat you think they possess for Saturday. Yeah, I, I think they'll be disappointed with uh, with the season so far. Um Obviously, there's been a big change there. Uh, these were playoff contenders not 18 months ago. Um, and they had a, an indifferent season last year, changed manager, and he's already gone. So, um, But Boston are always a difficult team on their patch. So it's, it's a difficult journey, long way to go. Um, I watched the, you know, the game from last week and the highlights, and uh, they were very strong, resilient, no-nonsense side um, against Leamington and got an early lead, uh, got a 2-0 advantage, and... and you know, worked extremely hard to hold on to that. So uh, they're not being an easy team to beat. They've got Big Smith up front, who's a right hand for them. They've got two quick lads play off either side of him, Jay Rowland and Hemmings. Um, got a good number 10. So, um, you know, expect them to play a 4 2 3 1, but uh, expect them to be work really hard behind the ball and be a real threat on the attack. Um, massive long throw, decent set play. So a lot of things for us to work on this week, and it won't be an easy game for us. We will have to be as professional as we were at Darlington and Nuneaton and, and be as incisive and, and sharp and, and clinical as we were against FC if we're going to get anything out of this game. Well, without giving away too too many of the tactical tactical secrets, if if you're coming up against a team who are big and strong and that's their kind of main strength, how do you play around that? Do you kind of try and match up strength for strength or do you think, well, let's get it on the deck and play to their weaknesses? How, how do you go about well, combating Well, a bit, a bit of both, really. Um, obviously, um, you have to understand that the game could be hot for periods and that you have to have um, sometimes simple tactics and simple get-out balls. But um, there will be times, we know, in, in the nature of the game. Um, and as the game against Leamington showed, the game settled down. The Leamington were able to play a little bit more, got up the pitch bit, a little bit better, create lots of opportunities. And we'd be really disappointed they didn't score. Mm. But yeah, I think first and foremost, though, uh, all you want from your players is that if they view the video footage that we provide to them and take the stuff off the training ground, there's no shocks, there's no surprises. Um, Leamington conceded from a long throw within the first couple of minutes. Uh, is that the element of surprise? Is that you're not prepared for that? 
So I think we, we know what we're facing when we go to Boston. Um, we have to counteract their strengths and then they have to be able to stop our strengths. So uh, let's hope we, we do what we need to do to make sure we're competitive, uh, be professional. And then, like I said, uh, I think that the quality we've got at the moment, the confidence we've got at the moment, I think we'll see a lot of players impose their qualities on the opposition as well. Let's talk about our players then. We've just come back from training. How how the guys look tonight? Uh, they looked really, really well. Um, you know, we've had a, one or two returning. Uh, it's nice to have Gary back and Chris Smalley back. And then we've got a couple of others that have got, you know, Ben McKenna's got a little nick on his foot, um, which needed to be glued. Um, so, you know, but I think we'll have a very strong 16 uh, going into it. I think uh, we had a board meeting last week and um, I think it's been a really good week's training because I've, I've I've asked the lads after the FC United game said that we need more time, would they need to spend more time on their fitness, more time on their preparation. Um, and we had uh, half the squad come in on Monday. So this week they've trained Monday morning, Tuesday night, Thursday night. Nick Donnelly, the uh, strength and conditioning coach, has been in Monday evening for those uh, to work during the day to come in and do a little bit of extra conditioning. So um, we want to try and break away from the the normal part-time routines and start to be more professional mm. uh, and work more with our players. And I think that um, this week they've they've worked really hard and I hope we hopefully we see the benefits of that, not just this Saturday, but in the weeks coming forward. You mentioned Gary coming back then. He, of course, hobbled off last week. He looked like quite a hard tackle. He was, he was part of the rest of the game with. Is he looking OK for Saturday? Yeah, I, I think... Um, you know, the, the nature of the incident, it was a high challenge and it caught him behind the shin guard uh, and it went right through his calf muscle. But, um, you know, no bone damage. Uh, so it was just a question of managing the swelling. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, it, it was sore for him for a few days and it was difficult for walk. But it settled down. He trained Tuesday and Thursday and he's back to his effervescent, energetic best. And, um, you know, great personality. Um, it was great for us that, you know, without his presence on the pitch, um you know, that we still put in a fairly energetic performance mm. and, and quality performance. So it's nice to have him back. It does give me a little bit of a selection problem, depending on whether Ben McKenna is available. But uh, we've got a very, very healthy 11 and a very healthy bench as well. So I'm looking forward to Saturday and hopefully we can build on that because it was set up our next home game against Chorley really, really well. Because yeah. if we're not in the playoffs, we're, we're playing them for a place in the playoffs. Obviously, this is a Thursday evening. We come down after training, but next week, looking forward, we're not going to be able to do this because of the fans falling next week. Just tell us what it's like for you to get a chance to see some of the fans and hear some of their concerns or hear their questions and just interact with them. Well, I, I do that. I do that every week. Uh, <laughs> I meet them in the street. Um, you know, I've got some great neighbours, great people I bump into, and they're they're always asking me about things. I was, I was telling a story post match about the young girl saying how sad she was in her home form. Um, and sent her home on Saturday with a smile on her face. Uh, so I'm, I'm always interacting with the fans, but it is nice to get into that environment because I think sometimes you can have a, a bit more formal... Um, I don't know whether people read my programme notes or whether they listen to these as intently as other people, but I try to share as much information about what we're doing at the club. I think this is a great club. I'm really proud of what we're achieving here. This year we've we've um, brought in the youth structures and we have a, a full-time under-19 side now. We've um, a community club of the year. We've brought the girls football in. Helped out as have done a fantastic job around the ground. I mean, we've a lot a, a club to be really proud of. I think there's lots of things happening that are positive. Uh, when start things start moving on the pitch, I think we'll, we'll we'll all be a lot happier. But it'd be nice to be at the fans forum just to discuss what we're doing, where we're at with certain players, and where we want to go. Um, and like I said, uh, whatever concerns they have, we'll hopefully address. Um, but like I said, it's always nice to meet up with these people and um, just share, you know, 
what we're trying to achieve at the club and um, for them to, to have that confidence in us. Well, Jim Gannon, thanks as ever, and hopefully people are listening to this. Well, Sam, no Martin here tonight, but speak for yourself. Let's let's break down the last week. We've just said the gaffer break down. We'll give us your thoughts on the game last week. Um, Big win, obviously. Uh, I think, obviously, it was uh, good, as, as Jim said before, uh, good to get Bohan back in. Um, obviously, it was obvious we needed something to change after two home defeats in a row. Uh, but yeah, good confidence building win heading into uh, such a winnable away game that mm. hopefully now we're looking at two wins on the bounce and heading up into the playoffs. I think that was a game Bohan needed, wasn't it? He needed that confidence. He needed to, you know, although he didn't get a goal, he kind of he had a hand in a couple of them, and he was he was just all over the park because he dropped a bit deeper. He, real confidence yeah. boosting game. Yeah, and you know we've heard little bits here and there that. Well, you know, we heard it ourselves. He got he got kind of booed off here and there in, by some quarters, uh, Kidderminster and uh, the other defeats. But even just you know, as well as his performance, chasing down long balls and chasing down the goalkeeper when he's on the ball, and it just gets little smatterings of applause, and it gets the fans thinking, you know, he's put he's putting himself about, and he does have the application. Um, you know, he's always been one of them players that's just a bit lackadaisical and a bit mm-hmm. laid back on the ball but and I think when you're losing it compounds it as well doesn't it? it makes it look like players like that aren't putting in the effort or are lazy or aren't good enough but I don't think it's ever been in doubt that he's always had the quality and uh, we're starting to see it What are we starting to see from these players now? I think we heard Jim speak about it before, we heard Dave at training mention it that the players are starting to click a little bit more now, you know there's there's chances being created more frequently than maybe there was in the earlier games of the season, and now they're playing like like a team that could actually challenge for for promotion. Yeah, I mean, there's been games throughout this season where we've we've played like a team that that can make the playoffs. The issue has been consistency, um, and it's just kind of the way it's happened that it could be a defeat, uh, the defeat against Kidderminster that's sparked hopefully what's going to be a run of consistency in the team. Um, I'm not suggesting for a second that it was any it's anywhere on the same scale, but you know, the file game last season where we yeah. lost two one in the last minute and but it was such a positive performance that the fans still use it now as that's the whole season defining point. Um mm-hmm. not that Kidderminster was on the same level at all, but you know, it's a late defeat where yeah, okay, we've not played as well as we can, but it it sparked a, a change in the team and a change in the mentality of the players and I mean, we've seen it tonight and we've heard it tonight from kind of a common theme, isn't it, from uh, the coaches and from, from Jim, that the players are looking good and there's a bit of confidence now that that inconsistency is behind the team. A lot of people say or say or have said in the past that I'm just kind of towing the, the party line and saying all the, it's a happy camp and things and it's usually Martin and myself, we go down and we see the lads at training and stuff, but obviously you've been down tonight and you can see, can't you? You can see it is a happy camp. The lads are getting on, the management and the players are... When they're not working, they're happy together, joking together, messing around, and it's what you want to see from a football camp. Yeah, um, I mean to be fair, we see it every every Saturday, don't we? We see it in the, or we hear it from the dressing rooms after the games, and we see it from the players and the the coaches in the in the bars after the game, and uh, heading back from away games on the coach together. It's just that when you're losing games and you're not playing well, um, stuff gets kind of magnified, doesn't it? It's Boston on the road this week, which is a a horrible place 
to go. Not the fact that it's a really nice ground, you know, it's in the, the very oh. some very friendly people there, but the fact that there's no motorway means it's a lot of fifty mile an hour driving. It's a long, laborious drive, so to speak. And I always feel for players when they're cramped up on a coach for ages, and you know, you've it can it can just be a little bit hard getting off, especially if it's freezing cold weather on the other side. You've got to warm up properly and thoroughly, and that's when cramps and strains can kick in. We don't really want that on Saturday. Basically, it's just a horrible journey, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just one of those games where it's never a nice place to go. It's it always seems to be December and, and January that we go there. Um, but as I said, you know, it's such a winnable game. The the kind of struggling around the, the bottom end of the table, nowhere near the team they used to be. Uh, still got a, a few decent players and players that will give us a bit of trouble. If uh, Jay Rollins has always been a bit of a danger man, um, but you know, like I said earlier, we get into a point where you're hoping for a winning against FC United and a, and a winning against Boston, two struggling teams that will then kickstart us into a bit of consistency and you know a, an even bigger game at home next weekend. Um, because if you know if we go back this Saturday to a a late draw or a defeat, it's then it's deflating to, again, yeah, it? and it's back to square one a little bit, isn't it? And uh, and it's a bit well, where do we go then? Because it doesn't get any easier the Saturday after that against uh, against a good Chorley team. Is there anything to be read into? Do you think in the past we've heard Jim Gannon teams tend to get stronger after the the New Year break or the Christmas one? Maybe maybe it, maybe it comes a little bit early this year. But I think can you can you read into that really, or is that just a football cliche? I, I've seen and heard people. So you know, maybe it is a bit of a, a bit of a myth, but it it has happened really. I, you know, even the the time that Jim's been here and and ended up leaving the club, uh, the first season he he came back after taking over from Didi Haman, we we had a bit of a surge after New Year and and uh, kept us up, although we were never in any real danger of going down. Um, it it does happen, and it does. You know, I think he gets to. I think he does get to November, December, January, and. There might be the odd addition on loan or a, uh, a free signing here or there, and I think he has a much better idea of his first team and if he's sixteen in general by the time we get to winter. Um, and you know, take the season as a one-off. Forget any other um, time that Jim that Jim's been here. We've had such a tough start. Mm. I mean, I know it's you know it's it's poor when you look at the table and see that we have lost against the majority of the top. Seven. Blythe and Spennymore. Yeah, Blythe, more Salford, Tamworth. Um, but they're out of the way now. I know we've still got reverse fixtures, but we, we had, did have a tough start and we did have uh, a really tough run of games earlier on. Um, obviously, you know, we've been to we've been struggling with, to find our feet with consistency anyway, but um, yeah, I don't see why not this Saturday we, we can get on a bit of a good run. Final thing on this Saturday... Last season was such a, a, a it was a real game to remember. I think last season we spoke about it before, and we, if you cast your mind back to that away game last season, this was the game everyone was saying it's Danny Lloyd's last game and mm. he's going to be off. And then we have this sublime pass from Lewis Montrose that cuts out half the Boston team, or even more than that. And it was just, it was a, last season. I thought it was full of memorable games. It should have ended in a promotion, really, but it didn't. But if we can if we can build on that and get another game that's half as memorable as last season and last season I remember we broke the hoodoo and I think it was just after Jim had won the manager of the month award if we can start putting them building blocks into place it, it could be quite a happy hunting ground it never used to be no 
um i remember the season before and you know around this time of year december yeah. um uh, under neil young and we we got beat 4-0 and that was kind of uh, the tipping point really for neil young uh, neil young's time in charge but yeah uh it's it's one of them plays isn't it where a big win in january uh, as you mentioned about danny lloyd uh and it kind of set us on a bit of a run where you know we only lost once um between between then and the end of the season uh and yeah as i mentioned you know a team that's kind of 21st 20th in the table not the same team that they were um so why not you know why why shouldn't we be going there and and comfortably winning um or putting a team out that's capable of comfortably winning i'm going to put you on the spot now because uh this is the part where Martin usually says to me, who's your player of the week and who's your one to watch for this week? Um, but I'm going to flip it and put it on to you. Who was, the, who was the man of the match last week? Who was the player of the week? I think uh, Matty Warburton on Saturday was just superb. And, and, you know, Jim mentioned it in, in your little chat with him earlier that it's, it's, it's tough for a number 10 to play off either the left or the right. Um, but he, he's just... He, he gets into good positions, um, as we saw the opening goal, and just his confidence on the ball, and he always looks like he's going to make something happen. And I mean, I've got, I have got to mention it. I mean, I think we've spoke about it at various games, but his name was mentioned quite a lot at the end of last season. And he, uh, I saw it. We saw him play here for Curzon in, in the back end of last season, scored a late penalty. Um, and I have to say, I, I'd heard his name, and I thought, I'm not seeing much from him on the day. Yeah. Um, that kind of sticks in the memory. But just, yeah, as I say, his skill, his confidence, um, he is becoming that kind of player that you turn to. I know, obviously, Jason's the, the big one, the goal yeah. scorer, but to have a number 10 on 10 goals is, is has been a bit of a rarity um, based on re- recent seasons. So, you know, and, and a man of the match on performance on Saturday as well. Who's the one to watch for this week? Uh, again, it's probably a bit predictable, but... But uh, you're looking at Jason, aren't you, for an away game, a, a big team, uh, a big physical team, um, and he has he has had times where he struggled this season. We we were at Salford when Carl Pierre Gianni kind of uh, marshalled him for the, Kept the duration of the game. Kept him at bay. Um, but he has had games where he struggled, but he does always seem to pop up with a goal when you need him. Leads the line very well. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know if if he can. Uh, if he can put himself about and assert himself on what is a horrible place to go and a big, tough team and a, a scrappy pitch and a horrible conditions, um, you know, if Jason Oswell's firing, then we're firing. I don't think he's yet he's yet to score any game that we've lost, which kind of says it all, really. Well, Sam, thanks for joining us. We're going to go for a pint now, and because it's Martin's round and he's not here and you're filling in for him, it's on you, yeah? Oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> Cheers, Chris. This week, the kick-up challenge was Gary Stopforth. And this week, it was a little bit different. Working with thesportsman.com, we'd arrange for £1 for every kick-up to go to the British Legion's poppy appeal. And Gary Stopforth was the man tasked with raising that number as high as he could. Hello, I'm Gary Stopforth, centre midfield, Stockport County. Tell you what. Like a pound for every kick up? Yeah. I'm going to be skint here. <laughs> Shall I pretend to like 
drop it a little bit, but then catch it off for a bit of like dramatic effect. Is someone counting? Yeah. Is it supposed to be me or you? <laughs> it's a good job we're recording, isn't it? I thought one he had there with them clickers that bouncers used to see. Who's in? How many did Thomas get? A uh, hundred and twenty something. Let's get it up faster, boys. Man's got to get home and have me tea, Anna. Where then? How you feel, Gary? Annoyed. <laughs> God damn it. What, what did I get up to? 257. Oh. That's, a, that's a great score. You're winning. Yeah, I know, but. Yeah, I you said something about Tansy and I just look, looked away at the wrong time, but yeah. So It's quite tough, that, you know. You've put £257 into the Poppy Appeal pot. Happy days. Happy well, days. Must feel good. Yeah. And. You top of the scoring leaderboard. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew I'd be top, but I wanted to put like a, you know, one of them tools where people just don't even want to bother trying. You know. Are you the highest scoring kick-up player in the football league, in the non non-league and in the football? League? What do you mean? Are you the best at uh, kick-ups? Yeah. I don't know. There's some people who can do kick-ups like all day, but they usually like can't play football either. <laughs> 
I'm so tired. Are we all done? We're all done. Thank you very much, boys. Well done. So, man. Mate. Well done, mate.